right in D.C. Here's Gail Trotter. What should Americans think about the Obama administration's Iran deal? This is something that's rippling across the nation. We saw on Wednesday a rally in Times Square with thousands of people in attendance, people from all sides of the political spectrum. We had Alan Dershowitz talking at this rally in Times Square. He's a liberal Democrat. We had supporters of Israel. We have people from the Middle East region who are very concerned about this deal. And we decided to do something a little different today on the podcast. There was a rally in front of the White House today, and we wanted to go bring you to what is going on in D.C. So there was a rally in opposition to the Iran nuclear deal in Lafayette Square, right in front of the White House, and we decided to bring you to the rally with us. Here we are in Lafayette Square overlooking the White House, and it couldn't be a more gorgeous day. We see the flag at half-mast after the um, shooting of the Chattanooga servicemen last week. We see lots of people out here with signs and banners and flags holding them. And a lot of people are out here today because they oppose the Obama administration's deal with the Iranian government, the despotic state sponsor of terrorism for over 30 years. So we are out here today on this beautiful day with a gentle breeze and people from every single walk of life. I see women in headscarves. I see people who are young. I see some elderly senior citizens. I see babies and all of these people are here and we decided we'd come out here and see what, what brought them to this demonstration. And as far as I know, Joe, this is the first demonstration that I've ever been to. So um, I really think that this could be very telling as Americans are trying to figure out what they think about this extremely consequential deal with the Iranian government. First, we decided we would speak to the head of the organization that sponsored this rally, Concerned Women for America's Head, Penny Nance. This is Penny Nance, the head of the Concerned Women for America. And I just have two questions for you. You, You've sponsored this demonstration in front of the White House. What are you hoping the Obama administration will take from this demonstration? Two things. I want them to understand that there's a large number of Americans who think that they got a bad deal, that they struck a bad deal. We believe that Congress will be opposing the deal, and we would like for the White House to support Congress and to not um, veto the bill that they send over. And the second thing is we want them to work hard and to understand that we do not accept that four Americans are being held hostage in Iran. You know, this is reminiscent of 1979 when for 444 days, U.S. US, uh, diplomats and, and others were held hostage. And that is unacceptable. That is something that we cannot do. We can never turn our backs on Americans left behind. So we will be drawing attention to those Americans. We will be praying for them today. And uh, we have actually taken the time to learn their names. We care about these people. 
for most Americans, they haven't had the chance to read the deal, and the understanding is that even some parts of the deal have not been revealed, even in classified briefings to congressmen. How can Americans who want to understand what's behind this deal, where can they get access to information on it? I, I don't think they can. Even Congress doesn't have all the information. That's part of the problem. There's side deals that no one knows about. The IAEA has struck. We don't know what's in this deal, but what we know is that 24 days notice is a bad idea. What we know is that we're only looking at key locations is a bad idea and that $100 billion flowing into the coffers of people who hate us and hate Israel is a bad idea. Thank you, Penny. Thank you. Thank you. As you can tell, Ms. Nance is very informed on this issue and was behind the organization of this rally, this demonstration. We wanted to go out and talk a little bit to the people who were there, who were not part of any organization, but just felt like they were drawn to this uh, discussion, wanted to learn some more information. So we just went up to some people who were in the crowd and asked them to give us a little input on what they thought of this deal. He said, uh, we heard about uh, uh, that American uh, allowed for Iran to use the nuclear bombs and uh, they allowed for them, Obama, to, uh, in the, when they spoke in the journalist news, that they allowed for Iran to make whatever she wants. And we don't like that. This is not for peaceful. Always America, they speak about peaceful. They like peace. But why they allowed for them to use the nuclear bombs and they are now... Uh, Product. To product, they are uh, producing now uh, nuclear bombs and uh, weapons, everything. This is n- not uh, peace. We are Arab and Muslim, we like peace everywhere. But always you say we, li- we like peace, then why you allowed for Iran that? This is, we understand everything and we... We, we see the news time, from a long time. Uh, the Iran they call uh, the American people. They uh, uh, they call the American people Shaitan uh, al-Akbar. What big evil? Big evil, yeah. Not uh, nor us or you. Nobody like uh, war. We all like peace for uh, all the people here or everywhere. All, 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 all the people in, in all the world, now the, the America and special Obama, he, he gave the Iran the, the green light. That was a little surprising view from some Kuwaiti visitors. You heard from the husband and wife. They were there with their family in Lafayette Square, a family from Kuwait, and they have a unique perspective on U.S. foreign policy to the Middle East. As you may remember, Kuwait was invaded by Saddam Hussein. The U.S. Army liberated Kuwait with a coalition of international partners. And for them, peace is not just an idea. It's something they've seen warfare. They've seen terrorism. Recently, there was a bombing in a mosque in Kuwait where I think 30 people were killed or maybe more. Many people were injured. So for them, any decision that the U.S. makes on this Iran nuclear deal will have immediate impact on them. 
after we spoke with them, we were able to speak with David Parsons, and he is part of an organization that has put a Christian embassy in Jerusalem, and we had the ability to talk to him about his views on the Iran nuclear deal and why he's opposing it. The ballistic missile issue was not dealt with in this agreement at all. In fact, Obama has talked about a number of issues that we just avoided it. Iran's bad behavior, their export of terror, uh, the four Americans being held that this rally is also going to bring bring up. The ballistic missile program, even uh, they've seen the designs of some of the cones on some of the Shehab 3 missiles. There's only one shape that's for a nuclear warhead. So Iran has already built warheads in the shape of a nuclear warhead. Their missiles can now reach the English Channel, so all of continental Europe is at threat, and they're trying to work on missiles that can hit the east coast of the U.S. But even just with Europe, the Middle East, the whole region under this ballistic missile threat, uh, it's so destabilizing, and it adds, this agreement has added to uh, and uh, and helped Iran in its uh, quest for regional hegemony, even to the point where uh, a provision was slipped in without anyone knowing that the the P5 plus one nations are supposed to help uh, guard and protect Iran's nuclear program during this 10-year period. So this ties Israel's hands to do anything about it like they did with OSIRAC or the nuclear plant in Syria. So do you think the Obama administration, through negotiating and pushing through this deal, has really negotiated an alliance with Iran instead of the justification that he's giving that they're still unfriendly, but we're just doing this to delay nuclear proliferation in the Middle East. I believe that Obama has, uh, from the start, he had a plan to try and reconcile the Sunni and Shiite uh, branches of Islam, at least to, to bring stability to the Middle East. His Sunni partner would have been the Muslim Brotherhood, and he legitimized them and elevated them in Egypt. They're in power in Turkey. Egypt had a second revolution, so he lost them. But from the start, he was trying to draw in Iran from the cold, as they say, and and a deliberate effort to try and engage with them, even ignoring regional allies, the concerns of regional allies, not just Israel, but the Saudis, the Gulf states. And it's a real risky gambit. And especially when you're dealing with a people that every day they're talking about how they want to destroy Israel. Every day they're funding terror and civil wars and destabilizing not just Lebanon and Iraq and Syria, but all the way over in Nigeria, the weapons being used, say, to attack Christians in Kenya. This is all Iranian weapons through through Sudan, through Libya. And uh, it's just such bad behavior to ignore all this, to ignore the ballistic missiles, all of these things. It's uh, It's a real derogation of presidential duties, even to watch out for our own country, but our interests in the region. The most interesting event at the rally occurred when Senator Ted Cruz took the podium to talk to the assembled crowd. And he started to try and talk. And then there were many code pink uh, protesters at the rally. They had signs. They were being aggressive with their signs. They were pushing into the little old ladies who were there to support um, opposing the Iran deal. And they started singing songs. And that was answered with a wonderful rendition of Our Country Tis of Thee. And when Senator Cruz stood up to talk, they kept trying to interrupt him. And in a very masterful way, 
he offered them the ability to have the microphone and to have a debate about the Iran nuclear deal. So he took up two members of the uh, Code Pink group to talk with him to have a debate, and he handled it so amazingly well. He was willing to listen to their point of view. He showed them respect. He completely showed his respect for the First Amendment principle that we Americans cherish, that we have the ability to speak to our representatives and we have the ability to make our argument. And we are not afraid to follow the truth wherever it may lead us, as Thomas Jefferson famously said. And I think the most interesting thing that was said at the entire rally was uttered by Senator Cruz. If this deal goes through, without exaggeration, the Obama administration will become the world's leading state sponsor and financier of radical Islamic terror. Yep. So where does that leave us? For Americans who are trying to understand whether or not to support the Obama administration on this nuclear Iran deal, we have to understand the underlying facts. Now, most people understand that the president is the commander in chief. He is the main focus of our foreign policy. We want to give the president a lot of latitude in being able to negotiate with foreign powers, to be able to set the course of our foreign policy, hopefully to have national security at its finest. And the problem is when you look at a deal like this, we don't understand all the facts and we have to have the information so that we can make an informed decision about the deal that's proposed. Now, let me run through a couple of facts about this Iran nuclear deal pushed by the Obama administration. Don't forget that Iran has been a state sponsor of terrorism since 1979 when they took over the U.S. embassy and held American diplomats and staff hostage for over 400 days. They were only released on the first day of President, uh, President Reagan's inauguration, first day of his presidency. We continue to see that Iran has given money to terrorist organizations across the Middle East and attempts across the world in many unstable nations. We've even seen an attempt in D.C., in our own, my own city right here, of trying to assassinate the Saudi Arabian ambassador in a crowded restaurant in Georgetown. And the Iranian who was indicted for this and convicted of this, when it was asked of him, what about the people who would be the innocent bystanders of this bombing? He didn't care. He did not care. He was so intent on destroying the Saudi Arabian ambassador that he didn't care how it would harm other Americans. So this is going on all the time. Another thing that was mentioned in the rally over and over again were about the four Americans who are held prisoner in Iran right now. Their release was not, a, not anything part of this deal. That should have been... A, a you know without this we're not going to go forward with this deal at all but those four americans are still languishing in some of the worst prisons on earth but there's no answer for that we also know that this deal is going to mean that 100 billion dollars are going to start flowing into iran we've already been giving iran about 700 million dollars a month towards propping up their government. But we know that the Iranian people do not like this government. It is a dictatorship. It is a sham of a democratic uh, form of government. And we understand that the Iranian people 
since 1979 have not been happy with not being in control of their own fate. But particularly in 2009, we saw the Green Revolution when Iranians took to the street to try to protest their government. And this administration, the Obama administration, gave those protesters no assistance, not even rhetorical support. So when we think about that, is this money, the $100 billion that's going to go to prop up the despotic Iranian regime, is that really helping the Iranian people? Because we understand that a big motivation for pushing this deal is that it will help the people who in Iran who have suffered under economic sanctions. But we know that that is not the case and that is not what they want. I also learned on my recent trip to Cairo Egypt has been a huge ally of the United States for a very, very long time, a a very uh, friendly nation in a region full of strife and despair. And when I went on my trip to Cairo, they informed me that one of the main streets in Tehran is named after the assassin of President Sadat. And if you can just imagine that if in Moscow they had an a street named after Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, we would just all be shocked and appalled. And maybe they do, but I haven't heard of it. Uh, But certainly the Iranians have, uh, it's not just that they hate America, not not all Iranians, obviously, but the, the people who are in charge right there. They, it's not just that they hate Americans, it's not that they just hate Israel too. They hate a lot of uh, people and countries in that very dangerous part of the world. And the Obama administration in pushing this deal and making sure that $100 billion flows into the hands of the people who are in charge of Iran, they are just giving them more power to uh, assert themselves in this region and around the world. Now, really important point that anyone who's looking and evaluating this deal needs to remember is that a key part of any agreement that we reach with them was going to have to allow international inspectors to be able to go to any suspected sites and check if nuclear weapons were being developed. That was a key provision that, you know, nothing was going to happen with this deal unless we had this provision in writing in the deal. Well, that's not the case with this deal. We have come to a place now where the only inspections that are going to be taking place are ones that are at nuclear sites that have already been identified. Now, many of you might not be old enough to remember when President Reagan met with President Gorbachev and made the point in Russian, he reminded Gorbachev of this uh, phrase, trust but verify. And we now see that this important principle that has been very successful in U.S. foreign policy in the past is completely completely forgotten by this administration. So not only are we just trusting and not verifying, we're taking away a fundamental way to make sure that this deal is honored. Now, you may know that there was a bill in Congress that changed the way that it was going to be evaluated, this deal. So instead of Congress having the ability to consider this deal like a treaty, in which case it would need two-thirds approval to have the, the approval of the Congress, we had something called the Corker 
Cardin bill that would change the the number of senators and congressmen who had to approve the bill for it to go through the deal, the Iran deal for it to go through. But the truth is, we now know that some of the side deals that have been negotiated as part of this Iran deal have not been given to Congress. And when Secretary John Kerry, head of the State Department, who's been negotiating this deal, he came to Congress and apparently testified that he has not even seen some of these side deals. Now, anyone with any intelligence whatsoever knows that you cannot sign a deal You cannot agree to a deal unless there is a meeting of the minds that everyone, all the parties understand what's in the deal and then they're able to voluntarily take on the responsibilities or not take on the responsibilities. So many people are saying that this Corker Cardin bill, which changed the requirements of the numbers of congressmen and senators needed to approve of the Iran deal, that it should be scuttled because the very underlying premise of the Corker Cardin bill was that Congress would be given all of the information about the deal so that they could decide if it was a good idea for Americans to enter into or not. Another issue with this deal is that the Obama administration is taking it to the UN before Congress. Now that goes to a larger issue of which, which government are we supporting? Are we supporting the United Nations? type of government apparatus, or are we supporting our democratic system of government here? So that is also a very big concern. So I've laid it out for you. I've taken you to this rally to hear the key points of what was discussed. And I'd like to find out from you, what do you think that Americans should do about the Obama administration's Iran deal? And is Senator Cruz right? If we agree to this Iran deal, is the Obama administration going to be the premier sponsor and financier of radical Islamic terrorism around the world? It's a controversial statement, but is he right or not? You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. You can check out all the stuff that I'm working on on my website, gailtrotter.com. This is Gail Trotter, right in D.C.